0: Welcome to the Nia Chuan Podcast. My name is Isaac Caymans. This is a bi-weekly podcast where my friend Jess O'Brien and I discuss internal martial arts, qigong, and meditation. Uh, this week we continue our discussion on Sun Ludong's Zhang. Uh, first we give a short uh, first we give his short description of the origins of Zhang. Then we look at uh, the Book of Change and the relation to the body, the way Ludong breaks it down. Uh, Then he has nine points of sort of advice for training that we'd look at. And in the Patreon portion of the episode, uh, we discuss the technique of rise, drill, overturn, and fall, which we mention in the episode, but we go into a lot more detail and give some Uh, pointers on how to actually do that technique uh it relates to both um qigong and baguajang and qi so if you're interested in that uh, take a listen Uh, we also have uh exclusive episodes and longer interviews so check it out Uh, again thanks for listening take care and enjoy the episode
1: Now we're going to move on to some of the history of Bagua from Sun Ludong's Bagua book of 1916. The next thing he talks about is the origins of Bagua boxing. Now he says that it that Bagua boxing began during the time period of 1850 to 1875 when Dong Ai Chuan of Hubei province was roaming through the southern provinces. At Mount Yuhua he was taught by an extraordinary man an art called Bagua. So that's the legend that Dong Ai Chuan learned it in the from a Taoist, uh, mysterious Taoist right. in the mountains that he would never truly identify. And the students always wanted to know where the art came from. No. But wherever it came from, Master Dong is the beginning of it. And so that's just the only paragraph on the topic. That's right. It.
0: Well, that, that's, I think, as much as anybody's ever really Gosh. been able to concretely say is that the modern martial art of Bagua Zhang originated as we know it right yeah. yeah originated with this one guy and then split into two different right. s- systems and
1: so is that where cheng Tinghua hua was telling sun ludong to go go to the roots of bagua in these in the southern mountains it sounds like it so okay now he dives into the book of changes so let me say okay so the first sentence he says here and we'll unpack this he says the book of changes says non-polarity generated the grand polarity the grand polarity generated the dual aspects the dual aspects generated the four manifestations and the four manifestations generated the eight trigrams now this is a deep piece of chinese philosophy but he's applying it to bagua
0: yeah uh so non-polarity
1: refers to Wuji, nothingness right
0: right so there's there's emptiness or nothingness and then there's Tai Chi, which is yin and you know, the yin and yang. Yin
1: and yang are generated from that nothingness.
0: Right. And then it's that split of when yin and yang separate into a yang-yin, a yin-yin, a yin-yang, and a yang-yang. Right. Now you have those four elements. And when those combine, you then get the eight triagrams. But that's just it, sort of laying out the... Uh the metaphysical way of looking at it, right? That you're starting with one, you go to two, from two, you go to four. We go
1: from zero, technically, right, zero right. to one, right. to two, to four, to eight. And from there, the whole, everything is created. That's this creation story.
0: Right. And the phrase that's frequently used is the myriad of 10,000 things or something like that, where once you combine those eight you can make all of the rest of the changes
1: and he says here the boxing art is the theory of utilizing the eight trigrams what does this mean so he begins by talking about the abdomen and from there the navel is the grand polarity which might refer to the dantian the kidneys it then splits into the kidneys or the dual aspect where it splits into yin and yang then the arms and legs are the four manifestations like you were saying the the yin and yang combo much yin Little Yang and Little Yin, Big Yang. Then they generate the eight trigrams, by the way, of the two joints of each limb. So elbow, knee, wrist, right. ankle. That's the eight trigrams are the the sort of how your limbs expand from the center. It man, it, it's a manifestation of that same process of from zero to one to two to four to eight. You go from your dantian and all those links out to the eight joints of your limbs. Well, then Sun Ludong decides to take it even further and even into incoherence by saying, you then multiply this eight by eight to make 64. The 10 fingers each have three joints, except for the thumbs, which only have two. Well, this totals an additional 24. Then adding the four joints of the thumbs brings the additional total up to 28. Then adding the same joints of the toes of the feet brings the total up to 56. Then the eight limb joints combined, this makes for 64 joints. The 64 hexagrams in this way make the basis of the boxing art then the 384 lines of the hexagrams interact
0: to produce effects all of that was to say this the first the first run through essentially of the 64 is your physical body that's what i was saying before the the structure of it is you 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 do the whole thing in your physical body first then you can go to the next one out and, to the
1: furthest tips, right. he counts so, up to three hundred eighty-four lines of hexagrams. Right. But I think I think you're right though. Just the whole concept is everything inside your body is can is part of this I Jing framework. Yeah. Basically, it's
0: just that first energy, right? That first, law is about heaven. Heaven, which is the physical body. and and heaven energy
1: is contains everything within it and 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 all
0: yeah right and all of the things that are inside of your body essentially develop into all the the other pieces of it right
1: so his next paragraph he talks about the body has eight trigrams internally while the four limbs create the eight trigrams externally so you can divide it up into the eight sort of sections of your inner body then eight parts of your external body use the theory of the eight trigrams to make the substance of the eight trigrams then use the substance to train the theory this explains why the structure of the art of bagua boxing is so named so these these inner and outer
0: well that's sides
1: the, of the body inform
0: each other right so that he essentially just described what i was referring to earlier as the pre-heaven method where you start from the inside and it develops into these changes right so you start with the eight and it develops into the 64 and then the 64 develops into the rest of it and that, that's the that's the from inside to outside approach of Bhagavad John to the 384 <laughs> right well and it goes even it goes even beyond that i mean
1: right you know, into the millions well then after all that multiplication and expansion now he returns to the root where he says seek for a state of centered harmoniousness energy returning to your elixir field Contained within this is the idea that when stillness reaches its peak, there is movement. And when movement reaches its peak, there is stillness. This up and down switching of states in the way that the trigrams composing a hexagram can be flipped above and below to produce a new hexagram is called internal breathing. This is straight out of Taoist alchemy.
0: Right. This is the golden elixir, the mer- the uh, microcosmic orbit, this, this connection between heaven and earth, right? And then the flipping of the trigrams,
1: which you find in a lot of literature about Dallas. Right. Taoist- well, that's
0: that's what creates the elixir, is that once you flip these two things, they combine in a different way to create this just a golden elixir is the way it's frequently. Neidan, right? internal Right. And so what he's power, saying is, he's saying after you develop all of this physical movement stuff, you bring it back to the center because it has to connect to that part of it I mean, he says
1: chi comes returning to the dantian well that's which a, is an exhortation that so many martial arts internal styles well that comes often from say
0: right that comes from the uh lu dong Bing's hundred character tablet where he says the you know the the elixir field will return to itself or something like that mm-hmm.
1: so there's this sense that by you know using these trigrams you shift them in a certain way to re-energize your body, I think is one of the
0: alchemical meanings right. of this, this is the this is the first generally the first practice you do it to go from uh physical practices like Nei Gong, for example to what they refer to as ne dan or internal alchemy, right? That mm-hmm. the the practices of how to change the inside of your goo versus just how to get in touch with the goo. So, ne, ne gong Qigong, is about waking up the inside of your body, connecting to it, making it alive, making it unified. And then the Nadon or the spiritual practice, is about waking up the energies inside of it and playing. Transforming them, changing transforming them, doing, doing right you know, actively changing them in some way and this came from you know a thousand years of people killing themselves with mercury and lead and all sorts of other horrible (laughs) shit trying to find an elixir of long life you know that you could actually ingest and it never worked out so then they shifted to this idea of well maybe there's an immortal elixir that we can find somewhere else and that's like your own inner body is some sort of chemistry lab that you can transform with those
1: organs and stuff
0: which is a really wild concept yeah that's but that's what that's what a lot of the the taoist elements of bagua kind of are based on that or they're drawing from all that that stream is flowing into
1: into internal martial arts he says here this boxing art is interrelated with taoist practices not only in this way the trigrams are also each associated with animals for instance, the dragon associated with thunder trigram, horse with heaven trigram, cow with earth trigram, and so on, all represented by animals, which I've I've encountered some Bagua styles that have animal attachments, um, but he, he's doing it differently. A lot of times dragon is associated with heaven, but here he has dragon associated with thunder and, and horse associated with heaven. So I think different schools have different animals plugged into different trigrams yeah. in different patterns and different orders, you know. So then he he switches back again to some of this internal work. The mind is internal, yet its reasoning extends to all things outside. Things are external, yet their principles are all here in the mind. For what is near, examine within the self. For what is distant, observe all things another sort of awareness training of your inner awareness and your outer awareness and how they're both so important. Basically
0: the form is formlessness and the formlessness is form. This is the heart suture, right? This idea. And this is one of the central ideas in all Taoist practices is that you have uh, you have a physical thing and a non-physical thing that are linked. Mm. Uh, Mind body. Yeah. Yeah. Mind, body, body, energy, energy, spirit, (laughs) <laughs> Whichever one of these things you want to use, there's always that pairing. And that's just kind of how they work. I don't, you know, I mean, it's, it's I
1: think what it, it's again, it's part of this trend in internal martial arts of saying you can't just punch a punching bag to get the most out of this. That's part of it. But for all your physical actions, there's the mind. There's something about the mind and this inner awareness that is a common thread.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's also, I think, to take it out of, just the fighting part and and to make it a as Chen Man Ching said, you know, the practice doesn't stop when you finish the form, right? That you can you can make these things into a sort of continuous practice because it becomes part of how you move. Right. And here he's
1: making this case in somewhere around 1920, really trying to hammer home how important it is to to shift from a strictly fighting mindset to this to cultivation, you know, and carries on to this day
0: he was one of the pioneers of that idea that you can do this stuff for more than just killing people really that that it can it can be a practice of of making yourself healthy or making yourself calm or whatever right and, and that, that that you have these elements inside of it these forces right which are what make it do that and then you can move in a way that kind of enhances it, right? So right. The, 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 the idea that you're not making anything happen, you're tapping into stuff that's already there.
1: So he says here, there's limitless alternating between direct and indirect techniques. There's also hardness and softness assisting each other so that emptiness and fullness are mutually achieved. And you can be empty, but not empty, not empty and yet empty. Such are the subtleties of Bagua boxing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just one
1: contradiction after another. You know that's very Taoist.
0: Yeah, it's this, but it's that, but it ain't this, but it's also it's that. ain't
1: this, but it is that. You
0: know, and, and it just keeps that. I don't. Yeah, I think it keeps what, you guessing it, it keeps you guessing, but it also keeps you from fixating on something. And I think that's the that's the piece that I always took because I never really studied any of. I mean, I did a little bit, but. My, my interest was in much more in doing it than understanding the, the, the theory behind it. But the piece that always kept coming up in doing it is somehow you have to reconcile these opposing things, whether it be your top and bottom, your inside and your outside, your left side and your right side. I mean, there's a million different uh opposites that you're going to contend with i mean the 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 first one usually that pops up for a lot of people is, you know they try to lift their head up and their chest pops up they try to drop their chest and their their neck goes forward. and just mm. that that battle between you know if i straighten myself up i kind of feel like i'm falling backwards versus mm. if i slump forward i'm falling forwards that there's somewhere in the middle where you don't feel like you're fighting yourself and that's kind mm-hmm. of this 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 element of finding balance of finding yin and as they put it yin and yang heaven and earth all these different uh so that you're not fighting yourself i think that's a good way to put it if you keep in mind all these opposites
1: and these dichotomies that way you you don't clench in one particular direction because there's always balance by another direction that, that helps you smooth that out and get that unified feeling that you're looking for
0: yeah and change is is specifically about not getting stuck in any particular thing, right? That if you're constantly going from this direction, and this is directly to the practice of walking the circle. If you're constantly shifting your weight forward and back and forward and back, and then you're constantly turning around and going in the other direction, you can't really get to uh attached to one particular thing because it's always changing. So what you end up having to get in in contact with is the comfort of change. And that's really difficult. But that's what mm-hmm. you're looking for is stop looking for a place to be comfortable and just be comfortable in the movement. That is harder
1: and harder and to do than it is to say.
0: For sure. But that I think is what this a lot of these If it's this, but it's that are really trying Mm. to get you to do is, is Mm. deal with that sort of struggle. So now moving beyond the
1: philosophy, he gets down and dirty with some nuts and bolts practice advice for Bagua, which I wanted to look at. He's got nine different principles. So there's a couple of them here. So I'll just read them all in a row and then we'll look at them one by one. The nine requirements are one sinking two, hollowing three lifting four pressing, five wrapping, six loosening, seven hanging, eight shrinking, nine clearly distinguishing between lifting, drilling, dropping, and overturning. But the first two are kind of matched together. Sinking means your waist has an energy of sinking down, the principle of your tailbone lifting and activating your do meridian. Whereas the second principle, hollowing, means opening your chest inwardly to smooth your energy, the principle of passive energy descending along your ren meridian right so well, that, man look at i mean that is straight from Taoist alchemy right there so sink your waist your yao Kwa has the energy of sinking down so that's when we do that training we sink into the quad and sort of settle into the legs
0: yeah the the phrase that uh is used to describe that in tai chi is raise the spine and drop the chest hong Shun mm. ba bei, right it's that that lifting of the back, dropping of the front. So this is just another way of saying you know you have something going up the back and something coming down the front. So
1: you, you sink and sit into your waist, allowing your spine to rise. He calls it the tailbone lifting to activate the back du meridian going up.
0: Yeah. This is again. These, these talk are,
1: about a dichotomy. You sink into it in order to cause the spine to rise.
0: That's pungji Ji in Tai Chi, right? You're, dro- mm. you're dropping down to get something to make your arms go up.
1: Then there's this hollowing of opening your chest inwardly, which in, in what we've trained, you would call opening the shoulders nest and softening the chest to allow energy to smoothly, passively drop down the front, the Ren meridian.
0: Yeah, this is relaxing your chest without collapsing your spine mm. and letting your belly relax, mm. essentially. And like you're saying, this is that first struggle that you have. You lift through the top
1: of your head and your chest sticks out. But if you hunch forward and try to let like hollow yourself, then your spine gets kinked and your chin comes forward. Yep. So you've got to keep wa- wavering between the two to try and get that, that those two to link a little bit yeah. on a pretty physical level, right? It's, this isn't, this isn't some energy technique. This yeah. is physical.
0: Yeah. Another one that's really tough for people is to get the sense of, dropping the tailbone while lifting the, the back of the knee. Right? Mm. It's that same kind of thing that when people first try to quote unquote, drop their tailbone, usually what they end up doing is pushing their knees forward. Mm. And when they try to sit into their quaw without moving their knees, what they end up doing is kind of pushing their hips back they sticking your butt out maybe or yeah, or sticking them. That's, that's the worst case scenario. So what eventually you're looking for is an internal space connection where you're able to the same way you're able to lift your head and drop your chest without it pulling on all that stuff in between. You're able to drop your tailbone, not push it forward. I should mention drop it, which means go down your, your pelvis isn't moving and lift the joints inside your legs so that your knees don't bend right and this is the first this is how you stand essentially in 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 qigong and stuff where you're not squatting down into a horse dance and putting your knees four inches in front of your toes Mm -hmm. you're you're dropping through your body and sinking into it so this idea of hollowing is Mm -hmm. really is really more of uh, I would translate it as creating space.
1: So hollow the shoulders nest, create create space in the shoulders and chest.
0: Yeah, but it's your shoulders, but it's also your midriff and your quad mm. and the back of your knees and the backs of your ankles. It's it's any part of your body that can open and expand and and hollow. Uh, and he he calls it
1: he calls hollowing opening inwardly, which is an interesting way of saying because you think opening would be going out like this. He's saying you open inward into yourself
0: yeah Bruce talks about uh cavities mm. right these spaces inside your body and that these cavities can fill up like a balloon but they can also shrink and and pull inward and and this is how you develop the again the first big negong is just that ability to get that up and down right so the next couple seem like
1: it's almost like two of them match with the two. So the f- the first two are lifting and pressing. So lifting is lifting your perineum or rectum inward. And pressing means your tongue touches the upper palate. So there's a sense of rising through the center, basically.
0: Yeah, that lifting one. Oh, boy. The head
1: presses up and your hands press up. That's ding, where you're, the yeah. top of your head pushes up.
0: They always say rectum. It isn't your rectum. You're not tight, you're not pulling your anus upward. That's, that is a practice, but that to me, that's one that's really dangerous. And it's not, I don't think what they're really referring to. What they're referring to is the ability to lift from your perineum up to the top of your head with uh, these sort of fine ligaments that go up your spine. So it's this rising lengthening up from the very base of your pelt uh, your tailbone all the way up your spine um so that's just my kind of take on it and then the the pressing the palate when that's pretty common where you just push push the tongue on the roof of your mouth right
1: and that's the one that kind of helps you get that that up and down and do meridian thing if you if you get that lifting in the top of the head that really helps you get the hollowing and the uh sinking that you're trying to do previously
0: yeah it's 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 kind of like reinforcing the previous yeah i think
1: yeah and so i what i was seeing is paired with those are loosening and hanging loosening these other ones were, were upward movement these ones are downward loosening means loosening your shoulders as when drawing a bow keeping your elbows from poking outward hanging means when your hands twist outward the elbows have a strong energy of hanging down So that's I think those help balance that lifting is to loosening the shoulders and let the arms hang rather than lifting your shoulders up with you while you're lifting the top of your head.
0: Yeah, again, this is sort of uh, what I guess way I would say it is he's just describing their body method, right? He's describing the way in which you will you're going to attempt to hold your body as you practice, right? And so these are guidelines for how you would do that.
1: Right, these are, these are sort of a checklist you can go through. Yeah. Next, he, here he talks about wrapping, meaning your elbows have an energy of wrapping inward. If your hands are holding something up with the palms up, there's, there has to be an energy of wrapping inward. So that's on a sort of a horizontal right. plane. Those other ones were up and down. This one's on that lateral level where you're wrapping.
0: Right, so you, you, you've got up and down. Uh, the, the hollowing is sort of the forward and back. And now hmm. you're now you're adding this wrapping, which is the sort of this coming around feeling. So it's it's the feeling of bringing that which is in the back to the front, mm, and coming that, around. To the front. But also when you go the other way, bringing that which is from the front to the back. So.
1: And another one he pairs that might pair with wrapping is uh, shrinking, meaning your shoulders and hips have a strong energy of shrinking in. So this returns to, li- to liotan shi kwa that, right. that sense of your shoulders and hips open inward and sink in on themselves as you wrap around from front from the back to the front creating that this is I remember one time Bruce said it was like it was like tying up a package a pre- Christmas present and wrapping the ribbon around there's bagua has this feeling of everything the central core being really strong and sturdy and then you wrap around it and it all sort of weaves together and it, it creates a strength, uh, a group strength, where all, if all these things wind together in a flexible way, it's like a rope that has all the tons of different strands in it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. yeah. The, the term Bruce tends to use for this is ko, like kobu, right? The the, 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 Wrap. The, uh, the the turning in step is called kobu. And the ko is this action of uh, two things kind of wrapping towards the center. Uh, so you're, you're trying to get that feeling, for example, in your hands, but also in your shoulders and in your mm. hips. And
1: so he ends with the idea of lifting, drilling, dropping, and overturning.
0: This is the slogan that a bunch
1: of internal martial arts rise, drill, overturn, fall. That you find it in a lot of the different motions of Tai Chi and, and Xing yi as well. Right. And so all the rest of them are sort of postural requirements, but this one refers to striking. Strike with lifting and dropping, like the wheels of machinery spinning continuously. So it's like a. It's not just a chop. It's like there's a there's a loop to it where you, you you keep the energy and you recycle the energy by lifting, drilling, then dropping and overturning and lifting and drilling. There's a cycle to it of a machine just rolling forward relentlessly.
0: Yeah, and he says that that the actual name for the thing is clearly distinguishing between those four things. Mm. So it isn't just making that motion; it's actually being able to feel how you're making that motion The and drilling how, and rising and how they the
1: overturning and right, falling.
0: Right. And how they morph into each other, I think is, is really that, that sense of similar to the way you do the commencement in Tai Chi, how you have four parts of a movement that essentially make a circle and you're trying to make those four parts one thing. So, this is, again, sort of that, you know, to go back to the You Dallas. break
1: it up, but you combine it again.
0: First, you break it up into its parts, but then you bring it back into a single thing. To an organic, yeah. So, you differentiate it, but then you you roll like wheels of machinery spinning continuously
1: when you put it into action.
0: Separate it's and combined. combine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, again, check out the Patreon for the next portion of this episode. Uh, Also check out our Instagram for images to go along with the episodes. Leave us a review on iTunes and like and subscribe and take care of yourself.